Hashtag connection underappreciated at humor underscore animations. Hashtag verse DB 223C. So she's not younger than me, she's not skinnier than me, and she's not prettier than me. Then why couldn't it just be me? Because she's softer than you. She's quieter than you. She doesn't yell at me. She doesn't call me an idiot or tell me to shut up all the time. She listens to me. She's nice to me. She doesn't make me feel like the only thing stopping her from being happy is me. Ooh, that is powerful. I love that scene. Now that's actually a scene from a movie, an actual human movie, but they use the little stick figures to sort of reenact it. Either way, I that is just so powerful, in my opinion. And the question that we will be answering is, reference a time that you were on either side of this video's discussion. Reference a time that you were on either side of this video's discussion. Either your love was underappreciated or mismanaged, mismanaged, or you underappreciated or mismanaged the love of another until the connection was gone. Don't know what you've got till it's gone. Who sings that? Basic complexity. I know you know because that's, I'll give you a hint. That was a uh, I think that was junior high school, actually. Right before high school. Got till it's gone. Oh, oh, oh. With Q-tip. Yes, because I, I know the song. I just can't get it all together. But I... Hold on. Was that the Janet Jackson? Yep. Janet Jackson, The Velvet Robe, which was released, I believe, 1997. So that would have been junior high for us. But yeah. That, that was... Uh, I didn't love that album when it first came out, mm -hmm. but I went back in my latter years and actually fell in love with that album in a large way in terms of her repertoire. Like, I really like her. Um, I actually fell in love with Janet Jackson around college, you know? Like, she was amazing at everything before that, but I, I was just like, yeah, I could take it or leave it. <laughs> but in college, I actually really like fell in love with Janet Jackson. Anyway, maybe it's because I got a little more of a brain power. Anyway, let me stop. So, my first answer is... Mm, mm, mm. This. C. Oh, sorry. 
the acting in that scene was primo, marvelous, simply marvelous, darling. And the acting and the review, it's like, it's sad that people can be like that, you know? And did I, to answer the question, did I underappreciate someone, a partner of mine or partners? And yes, yes. Going back to uh, my early to mid 20s, when I was like 23, 24, um, for one particular person, I remember he, Aaron, you're acting as if this is your first time even thinking about it. It's not my first time thinking about it, but he actually wanted to get married. And, uh, you know, us being uh, early uh, geriatric millennials <laughs> at that time, when we were in our early mid twenties, that was not legal for us. The closest thing that we had was civil union. And I think that he did want that. He was like, that would be cool. But I was too afraid. And additionally, he, yeah, mm. he was very um, ethnically, racially mixed, you know? And um, part of that mix was Okay, he doesn't. He'll know it's him if he watches. But I, I know you don't watch or whatever. But part of his mix was Indian, and th this will be a good opportunity for me to explain a little bit, because I, I would sort of pick with him about that. But that was just because of my, one, it was ignorant, but two, I just. I connected it with how everybody's like, well, I'm 116th Indian talking about Native American, but no, he was actually Indian from India and uh, beautiful. Oh my gosh. Anyway, but yes, uh, we're, we're part Indian from India. And um, I remember it wasn't until after we broke up and after I underappreciated him, I was talking with a good friend of mine about the awful things that I did, not realizing it was awful. And my friend was like, Aaron, you were an a-hole. That's an a-hole thing to do. You don't do that. That's not proper for proper society. And it wasn't until he put me in my place like that that I realized, oh my gosh, he's right. That was the wrong thing to do. And here he was just so sweet and nice to me. Oh my gosh. Uh, and he, I'll save it for my one minute, but I will finish this piece. Basic complexity. Mm. All right. Well, what else? C. Um, just 
I guess also touching on what you said. Um, in this, all right, yeah, I was definitely underappreciated or treated like trash, and then they cheated. I ended that, but after all that happened, I more or less um treated my following boyfriend. Like, Trish, even though I told him from jump, I wasn't ready for a relationship because I just gotten out of a lengthy bad one. But yeah, he talked me into it. And then I realized I didn't need to be in another relationship yet. But I didn't have the... I didn't have the guts to break up with him. I was like, he gotta break up with me. So, I and it was so wrong, and I apologized to no end, but I acted like a complete a-hole intentionally to get him to break up with me, which he eventually did. But in years past, we've broke past all that. I explained everything to him. But I definitely was not in a place to be in another relationship yet. But yeah, that's how that worked out. And this whole thing actually also... And I don't know what, but song just came to mind. Um, and this was years ago by the group Cherish. The song Unappreciated. And yeah, I love it because it was just so spot on. And yeah, at the time that was how I felt with my second boyfriend that I was unappreciated for everything that I was willing to do for that person. But um, it moved past it, and that was years ago. But yeah, definitely... um grew and wow I was 19 but um definitely grew up matured and moved past that and yeah that's what I have I too love that song um unappreciated by cherish now, I'm going to really test you on your so-called millennial knowledge. From around the same time, a few years early, actually just a few years earlier, somebody had a song called Underappreciated. Do you remember? Um, okay. Who I feel. 
underappreciated. Boom. Oh, are you in actually so wrong? But are you talking about Christina Aguilera? Christina Aguilera, what? Um, the song. Yeah, the song is underappreciated by Christina Aguilera. Technically, I, I, I meant to be asking of what album, but stripped. Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna say, because I love the album. I loved it because, and, and we don't have a topic uh, F this week, so we can take a little, actually, We'll take a little after because this is D and we don't want it to uh, mess with the times. So anyway, but um, suffice it to say, yeah, and yeah. So I'm gonna, because sometimes things don't need to be said anyway. So also, as far as me and that guy, I had a, this is my one minute, relationship fear of flying because he really liked me as I really liked him. I was just, I was young and confused. He was four years older than me and all of that. Anyway, but yeah. Um, Years later, I, uh, in attempting to reconnect with him, because like I, I um, don't know what you got till it's gone. You know, Janet Jackson said it best. And um, I, in communicating with him later, I realized like, oh, He's not looking for love like I'm looking for love, at least not from me, because I actually think he did get married. He did find that. Oh, yes. Yay. You know, yes, we can. And I, I think at that time, this was before he actually got married. He um, just wanted to... Uh, interact with me for the sake of knocking it down as our good um pg county sister uh melanie king <laughs> says talking about she's like sometimes guys they don't want love they just want to knock it down i'm like uh, but that's what he wanted anyway and i will say like as it was raining today i or back in uh before i can because if you all can tell by the setup and the lighting i am in columbus so anyway but it was gonna rain and in terms of it raining 
I thought about the song that I love, and I still love that song, and I, I want to add it to my playlist, called It Will Rain by Kelly, Ply Kelly Price. Do you remember that song? Actually, no. Um, okay, it was from a soundtrack. It, it was, uh, I feel, I'll put it like, it was early Kelly Price. And um, I for those, th th this will be a like special mystery for those who know the song. I will say, I ultimately don't, I wish bad, I, I wish good, I don't know why I put the word don't. I ultimately wish good for all of my exes, you know? Yeah, they'll, anyway, I was gonna quote the song, but, I will go into my uh, one uh, sentence and say, respect what you've got before it's gone. And you and you have to learn hard lessons. But you learn those lessons and you grow from those lessons. Basic complexity, you're uh, one square and then I'll do the Hashtag Verse TV family question. Okay. Um, oh, okay. That's what it is. Um, basically, that sometimes you have to learn life lessons and they might really hurt but you will oh, crap and I'm sorry I just can't see <laughs> um and you still learn something new from the situation. And that's what I've. Can't hear you. I know. The hashtag Verse TV family question is Have you ever underappreciated a romantic partner? Yes or no? You can share more if you wish, but at least leave a yes or no. Have you ever underappreciated a romantic partner? So, Basic Complexity, are you ready for part D? Yes. All right. Share, subscribe, and share again. Thank you very much. Very much, thank you. All right. Hashtag trend reality at Tabitha Speaks Politics at Def Not and hashtag Verse TV 223D. Text Folding chairs in all colors will soon be banned. But don't worry, you will still be able to freely get your automatic assault weapons with Bump your stocks. Stop! 
The man who invented the folding chair was black. And it wasn't him. This is Louis Latimer, the man who invented the filament light bulb. This image has been going around. It's on a lot of reputable websites. It even got me. Thank you guys for telling me that this is not Nathaniel Alexander. The man who invented the folding chair, Nathaniel Alexander, is not very well known. People don't know a lot about him at all. They don't know when he was born. They don't know when he died. They just know basic tidbits about him. And actually, there's really no known picture of him. But here are a couple things that we do know. He was down with W.E.B. Du Bois. He was part of the Niagara Movement, a movement of black intellectuals and scholars who wanted civil rights. And they would convene on a regular basis to discuss how best to implement civil rights in America. Another thing we do know is that he applied for his patent in March of 1911, and it was given to him on July the 4th of the same year. Now, we know he existed because there were people that were there to attest to it, the people that were witnesses to him signing his patent. They were Baptist ministers, and he meant for the folding chair to be used in churches, auditoriums, and, and even boats. All right, now, I heard you chuckle, Mr. Depp, not Ant, but thank you for, for that moment. Bits of complexity, are you ready with D? Yes. All right, um, I have found that I found this really interesting because I have learned over the years that a lot of things that we as a public take for granted were actually created by African Americans. And collectively, those things, and these are definitely minor things, but if we didn't have them, life would suck pretty much. And yeah, that's what I have. Well, you know what song that reminded me of? Because I am like increasing in my fandom of her now, particularly in her promotion of her latest album, Chemistry. My life would suck without you. Do you know that song? Actually, no. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, that was Kelly. Uh, I almost said Kelly Price. Kelly Clarkson. Diva. Um, but Kelly Clarkson is exceptional. Okay. Like, listening to her... I am like in awe so much. Yes. Like she, yeah, yeah. She is the original American. She is, and very first. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, I almost made. Topic F, a scene from from Justin to Kelly. Do you remember that? Yes. I yeah. Forever actually seeing the movie, but I knew of it. I didn't see it either, but um. 
Terrell Grice had an interview with Kelly Clarkson and um even huh? I didn't that one. Yeah, yeah, you know, even um Kev on stage was like, You got Kelly Clarkson? Oh my gosh. You know, and it was a great interview. Like and Kelly Clarkson was like, I really like this. And you do a good job. And you know your stuff. And it was a great interview. I, I, I really liked it. But um, uh, I was going to say, wait a minute. Did you give your answer? You did. So it is time for mine. Mine. Yeah, so yes, and the comment, wait, did you give your answer? I believe I did. Okay, the comment was very much, I wouldn't put it past the realm of possibilities for outcomes for folding chairs to be made illegal, but automatic weapons, you know, because at the end of the day, automatic weapons have the bigger uh, lobbying uh, firms and larger uh, money. So no matter how many uh, mass shootings happen at school, you know, it's, that the lobbying firm money goes to uh, the gun people. So the people who have the power to make uh, decisions are the gun people. Anyway, yes, um, outlawing the chairs and not the guns. It kind of feels like a middle school thing. Now, will they actually outlaw chairs, uh, folding chairs? I. It's a farcical possibility, but I believe it's, I don't believe it's impossible. I don't believe it's absolutely impossible. And it's kind of like the Chick-fil-A um, cow talking about eat more chicken. You know, it's like, really? Okay, cool. And even though the greater human murder rate is from the guns, but that's, anyway. If, yeah, I already said that. Basic complexity, you'll one, I have 52 whole seconds left. I'll use them later. You're one square. For D, if you got it. Yeah, I do. Um. Smoke them if you got them. I'm kidding. I don't smoke <laughs> at all. <laughs> I care too much about my lungs. And as I've said before, smoking took my mom from me. So anyway, but go ahead. Um, apparently, 
Hashtag Cerebral TV 223 at A Girl Has No President at Circus Fairy 33 at It's Kimberly Renee at E Talk CTY. Hashtag Verse TV 223E. Do you want to know something wild? So I need to renew my permanent disability parking permit every few years. You know, just in case I woke up one day and magically had perfect vision and didn't need it anymore. Well, if I lived in Tennessee, I would need to renew it every two years. Do you know how often a gun owner in Tennessee needs to renew their firearm permit? Take a guess. I'll wait. Every eight years. And that's not all. When I renew my permanent disability parking permit, my doctor needs to complete a number of forms proving that my permanent incurable blindness is in fact still permanent. This means I need to make arrangements to get to their office and I need to make arrangements to get to the DMV because it can only be renewed in person and I'm permanently blind and can't drive myself. Gun owners on the other hand, all they need to do is provide an inventory of their current firearm supply and they can only renew their permits online. How is it easier for me as a blind person to get a gun permit than it is for me to get a permanent disability parking permit? Since you ask, black people in the United States on average were more successful than Asian Americans up until the 1950s and 60s when the United States started pushing the model minority myth. If you look at census data from the 1940s, black people were earning significantly more than Asian people. But the United States was engaging in military actions in Asia under the guise of bringing democracy and fighting against communism when the rest of the world started to wonder with the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II, the Chinese Exclusion Act, and Jim Crow. What business did the United States have being in another continent telling other countries how to operate when they treat their own people so poorly? That's when the United States started to say, no, Asians are doing great. They work hard, they're quiet, they don't protest, and they are lifting themselves up by their bootstraps out of poverty. The problem is black people who are protesting. And opportunities that were previously withheld from both black and Asian people started being provided to Asian people and continued to be withheld from black people. 
Then in 1964, when the Civil Rights Amendment finally passed and black people were supposed to receive equitable access to those opportunities, in 1965, the United States opened the door to Asian immigration with the Hart Seller Act and continued giving those opportunities to Asian people. Very importantly, the ability and resources to open, own, and operate businesses in black neighborhoods, which effectively deprived black people of the ability to invest in their own neighborhoods. Now, in case you're still thinking, no, it really is about emphasis on education, by the 1980s, an Asian American without a high school diploma was earning about the same as a white person without a high school diploma, and both were earning significantly more than a black person without a high school diploma. So that has nothing to do with educational attainment and everything to do with the opportunities provided. But also that you inserted yourself in a conversation between two Asian Americans to weaponize Asian American identity against black people is just gross. You can explain this better than me, but you're saying that they have this role where they don't have to pay you 100% of the WGA rates yeah. for three seasons. So that's why every three seasons they reboot it under different names. Uh, it's like Hannah Montana Forever and Sweet Life on Deck. Yeah, yes. They have bit. a deal with, I don't know if it's if it's the unions or if it's the IMF, but they had a deal where the first three seasons of a show you get paid 88% of scale. Okay. So it's 88% of like minimum wage pretty much for the crew. And then the idea is you work on a show, it becomes popular, you go four, five, six seasons, and you get 100% or whatever that is. But then they, by the third season, even if the show's popular, they reboot it as a brand new show. So we were Livin' Maddie for the first three seasons, and the last season was Livin' Maddie Cali style. Oh, oh my God. California. And it's technically a new show. Yeah. So they can go back to paying you like shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, it's in our contracts that we can't renegotiate unless everybody decides to renegotiate. Very smart lawyers over there in the, in the Mickey <laughs> Mouse Clubhouse. You know the film Charlie in the Chocolate Factory with Willie Wonka and them? Well, I just found out that the Oompa Loompas weren't from Loompa land. Nay, nay, they were enslaved Africans. Willie Wonka was an enslaver giving away tickets to white children to tour his chocolate plantation. Bruh, let me show you. Here's the modern sanitized version of the book. Aren't they fantastic? No higher than my knee. Look at their funny long hair. Now the original and most popular version during the book's peak. Aren't they fantastic? No higher than my knee. Their skin is almost black. Pygmies they are, imported direct from Africa. I discovered them myself. I brought them over from Africa myself, the whole tribe of them, 3,000 in all. He goes on to say that he smuggled them in large packing cases with holes in them. The Bantu tribe was convinced to work and live at the factory in exchange for cacao beans. Beans. They worked for beans. And now my childhood visceral distaste for this film makes a whole lot more sense. All right, so that was uh, something to cerebral TV. All right, and I'm Aaron Mack. You can find me A-A-R-O-N-M-C-K at VerseTV.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-M-C-K at V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V.com. And you can find VerseTV, hashtag VerseTV, all over social media at hashtag V-E-R-S-T-E-A-V. And I'll keep stalling because, Kevin? Yes. Are you ready? All right. Yeah, it was. Uh, Getting it good. together. Yeah.
Thanks. Okay. Alright, so yeah, it could definitely be found at basic complexity at versetv.com um, that being the email. And well, once again, um, basic complexity like I'm hoping that you all know that as well. So you say two words, basic and complexity. Just put them together in a space. And yeah, that's what that is. Um, so basic complexity at verse tv.com. Also on and based on saying this, right. Okay. Yeah. Um on Instagram screening is just basic complexity. Now also on TikTok that is slightly different. I don't know how, but someone took basic complexity. So I had to change it slightly. So that's my basic complexity on TikTok. Um, and once again, like I said, take two words, basic and complexity, put them together, no space. But with TikTok, because the name was already used, um, you put my my in front of basic and complexity, so yeah, that would work. So yeah, TikTok is my basic complexity. Instagram is just basic complexity, and wow. And uh, at verse TV is basically basic complexity at verse TV.com. And that's what I have. All right, hashtag first TV family. This has been week 223. And we will see you all next week. Have a good day. Whatever day it is that you are viewing or listening or whatever to hashtag verse TV, make it a good one. Have a good one. All right. Good night. Well, good day. Good, Whatever. good time. Yes. All right. Good time, Island. Did you ever watch the show Strangers with Candy? Actually, no. But I'm aware of it slightly. I've heard of it before. Cool. All right. Good night. I'll talk later. Hashtag Burst TV. I'm Aaron Mack. 
Kevin, aka Basic Complex today. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Well, hashtag Verse TV family. Two, two, three. <laughs>